Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You did there, Joe. Secret sauce. Uh, the great thing about radio is you don't have to work at all, and sometimes it just works out for you. Anyway, well, you just get guys like you know Michael to come on and talk and do your job for right. 20, 25 minutes, and then you know you reap all the benefits. C- correct. You're starting to you're starting to pick up on this, yeah, Joe. Okay. You're picking up what I'm putting down. We're going to keep that between us, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm sure Michael caught on it this years ago, but I appreciate him joining us once again on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Michael Felder, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I tell you what, man. I don't know what my equivalent would be to, have, to, to Joe opening another restaurant, but I can tell you what the answer will never be another kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're right on. You're, a lot of times, my answer to that question is, "I've got two kids. I don't want any more." So that's it's yeah. it's very similar. You say you got two. That's your answer? Two kids, yeah. North Little Rock and Little Rock. I've got two <laughs> oh. kids. I don't want any more. <laughs> okay. I, I, want some, I, I want somebody to help me raise if we have a third one. Yeah. you want, I got you. You want a surrogate. I want a surrogate. I got you. Well, yeah, Joe's actually got four of his kids, or, or actual kids, two restaurant kids. So I was a little thrown off there. I was like, you did you disown two of your kids and I, didn't, I missed it? I think they're just all at the beach together. I missed something. Okay. Uh, we talked a lot about broadcasting today, Michael, and obviously the passing of Vince Scully, and we've been playing – a lot of clips from his uh, his iconic moments, and I love his offhanded stuff when he's talking about like redheads going extinct, and you know trying to figure out whether a ball person is a boy or a girl that ran down a foul ball. Um, and then I also saw today that Eli Gold, who is a huge, we're huge fans of, he's been on the show a bunch yeah. of times, is going to uh, be unable to start the season. I don't know what kind of health issue he's dealing with. I didn't get into details, and it's really none of our business. But um, not not exactly the kind of way we wanted to start the day. I'm, I'm a little disappointed with this news. Yeah, it's, it's obviously sad. The, the Scully news is sad, especially for anyone that's ever followed baseball at all. And um, the Eli Gold thing, I saw that. That came across my desk this morning, and I was like, man, um, like you think about all the like the epic, especially because he's so synonymous with Alabama, right? You think about that call on the T.J. Yeldon run in the LSU game. The T.J. Yeldon, would he catch a scream in the LSU game? And that was like the game, that was, he, they won the game on that, and you think about those calls, and then you start to think about you get um, nostalgic, if you will, for guys like um, Munson. And, and mm-hmm. I, for me personally, I'm a. I, I'm sure this doesn't mean doesn't mean a hell of beans to a lot of folks from Arkansas, but I'm a I'm a Woody Dern guy. Grew up, growing up, we used to turn the television. We used to turn the we used to mute the television and listen to Woody Dern call the UNC game. Mm-hmm. I love that football and basketball. Yeah, and. and it was huge for us, and to this day, and listen, I understand my dad doesn't have a lot to be proud about when it comes to me, but <laughs> when I ran That's out of the true. tunnel my freshman year at UNC, and Woody Durham said, and at safety number 21, Michael Felder, and I ran out of the tunnel, and I threw my T-shirts, one to my dad, threw another T-shirt out into the crowd, my dad was like, yeah, that was one of my most proud moments of all time. So, yeah, those these things mean a lot. I, I wonder what it means um, in the digital age, right? I don't know. Are kids still growing up listening to these guys? Are they mm-hmm. still, like, do they have their same things? Like, I think about um, one of the, our guy from Georgia, where he said, that Don is faced with a hobnob boot and broke his <laughs> nose and yeah. all those things. You, you think about 
the crowd's going crazy. There's going to be a lot of damage, a lot of damage done in Jacksonville tonight. And you think about those moments, and I don't know if people still have yeah. Well, the relationship, I think, is interesting because, you know, we've we've gotten very close with Razorback broadcasters over the years, too. And, you know, guys, you listen, you know, like all of us with WGN grew up listening to Harry Carey. I mean, you just kind of have those iconic voices. But Vin had a different style, too, so we've been talking a lot about that. And Eli's kind of unique, too. I like Eli's a great storyteller, and he's got an iconic voice. I mean, if I heard him say three words, he also uses the word very like most people eat chips. They're not allowed to go one at a time. You have to have multiples. Very, very good. Yeah. So he's uh, he's great, man. I hope he gets well soon. But uh, let's talk a little football. Razorbacks are going to be opening camp this Friday, Michael. Everybody's getting rolling here. It's amazing. I mean, we really had a fun summer, but shoot, it's just about over. Although I am going to take one more beach trip first. Um, what, what, what's the temp like? What is the temperature like there? Ninety-five, ninety-seven. You know, hot. Yeah. Heat index of one hundred and two. Yeah, it's it's not been bad the last had, few days, but we suffered. Hotter a than a toasted cheeser. Mm. I had some. I had someone ask me if I missed being in Chapel Hill for camp, and I said, "Are you insane?" Hmm. What's That's the temperature in Chicago tough. today? In the eighties? It um, the real feel is one hundred and one right now. Oh man, you're, okay. you're cooking too. I bet. I bet Lake Michigan's cold yeah. though. Yeah, I, the, the, at the beach, it's cooler at the beach, but I don't live at the beach. Yeah, I live in Lincoln Park. Yeah, <laughs> it's just buildings everywhere, and it's super hot. But yeah, I just. I just want everyone to say, like, honestly, when I think about camp, I'm obviously we're excited about KJ Jefferson. Um, one of a couple of my buddies, uh, guys from Learfield, they were down at SEC Media Days, and they they said, "Hey, KJ's a big human, <laughs> he is a <laughs> he big is. boy, yeah. and he's lost weight." And they're like, "But he is humongous." Yeah. And so I'm excited for what comes from him. I'm excited to see what they can open up with um, with with with, with uh, Jaden Hazelwood. So I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited about this Arkansas team, and then. I just got done talking about BYU literally right before you guys talked. You guys called me, and I was like, BYU. You know what? The interesting, the most interesting game, and obviously BYU's on it. They got a they got a schedule. They have to play the Pac-12 favorite Oregon, the um, Big 12 favorite B, um, Baylor, and the the Mountain West favorite Boise State. Mm. I was like, but the most interesting game on the schedule for me is Arkansas. Yeah, because at that point in the ski, in that in that point in the season, we're going to know who these teams are. Yeah. Good point. We'll get a chance to see, like, this is going to be – we don't get games like this that often at that time mm-hmm. on the schedule. No, I have told – So I'm excited yeah, about it. Yeah, I've told fans, and I know they're tired of hearing me talk about it, I've been to Provo. I've never been to a game there, and I because of my duties with Central Arkansas, I can't go this year. But this is a bucket list deal. Arkansas will likely mm-hmm. never play in Provo, Utah again. I, I encourage people if they yeah. have the means to go. And, you know, last check, flights were actually not bad. Hotel rooms may be a little hairy, but I, I cannot tell you how much this yeah. is a cool experience for you as a fan. Perfect time of year to be out there. You know, two great programs going at it, and obviously BYU's had a ton of success. We'll get into the practical part of that as we get close to the season, Michael, but that is going to be potentially, and I would say more than likely, Arkansas's toughest non-conference game. Yeah, I, I think so too. And here's what's it going to be like with a gang of Arkansas fans go get dropped in <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Here's what's interesting. I started looking at their liquor laws on the off chance, you know, for our people that were going. They actually have less re- less restrictive liquor laws than a lot of places in Arkansas. So it's it'll be plenty fun for the people screaming "Woo Pig Suey." They'll be just dandy. So the tailgating oh, yeah. may be a little different, but yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, you talked about size. It's interesting. We just had an event last week, Michael, and thank God for the NIL. This is the best thing. We had three players come down: Cam Little, the kicker. Uh, Catalan, Jalen Catalan, the safety, and then KJ came yep. to, too and uh, spoke to 
some of our listeners, and we got to do a little Q&A with them up on stage. And same, KJ's enormous. I will say this, Wes, and I don't know if you noticed this, Jalen Catalan with his pads off is not nearly as big as I'd anticipated. No, no. He seems like a larger-than-life no. dude because he thumps you on the field, but he's not a huge dude. Well, and I think part of it is because he's standing next to KJ, and also Cam, Cam's not a little kicker. No, he isn't. He's, you know? That's a misnomer. No, he he, he was taller than Jalen Catalan. Yeah. So uh, maybe it was just yeah. you know who he was standing around. And then plus, also hanging out with them was Ryan Mallett, 6'5", yeah. 6'6", six, 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 Matt Jones, 6'6", <laughs> six, six, DJ Williams, 6'4". So it was a pretty loud, loud or large crowd, tall crowd. Yeah. And here's the safeties. This is this is something people don't Safeties are mean. They do hit hard, but they are not big. He's. I saw. I saw Calon. I saw him when he was in high school, and he's. He's my height. We're the same height. Mm-hmm. And I like obviously I've gained a lot of weight. <laughs> Haven't we not all playing football? But we're, like he was the size that I was when I was in college. Well, Arkansas. It's just a matter of bringing. Bringing, he, he, he's got a hit stick that he brings, and he's ready to rock and roll. And I've seen people have him mocked in the first round of the NFL yeah. draft. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they should. Uh, well, Arkansas has got a little bit of a history with some bigger. You know, Kenny Hamill was a bigger uh, safety, and obviously Atwater kind of set the bar for Atwater. the for the big safeties. Kenoy back in the Kennedy. Kenoy Kennedy's a good sized dude, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Jalen's Jalen's definitely achieving as much as he can with that body of his, and hopefully he can stay healthy because he's impressive. And you know, we were showing some of his highlights. I mean, the guy's got good ball skills too for his safety, so. Um, we were our question. Question. To, go ahead. I used to lifeguard when I was like right out of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I used to lifeguard at a pool with a guy, and I can't remember his name now. He's a part of VTO Sports now, but he played with Steve Atwater at Arkansas. Well, I wish you could remember who it was. I'm gonna. You know what? Next next week in in two weeks, I'll I'll remember his name. Okay. I'll figure it out. We'll talk about. It. All right. Remind me. Wes, put that down in the magic book. We'll ask Michael about that. Our question of the day today, we're talking to Michael Felder on the Random Moving and Storage Hotline. Razorbacks have just about everybody back from their rushing attack last year, Michael, uh, except for Trey Lundbergs, who did help out in some end rounds. But uh, they led the Power Five with 227.8 rush yards per game. No Trey Lundbergs. You bring in Hazelwood. You maybe get a little more production out of the yeah. tight end. But you feel good about the old line and the running backs. Over under 227.8 for Arkansas this year. Number man, bad. <laughs> but you know what? When your head coach is Sam Pittman, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it over. Okay. Because they we know that they want to run the football, and one of the biggest things about running the football is merely the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. Now there are some teams that want to run the football that aren't good at it, but I don't think Arkansas is going to be one of them because. They're getting top-notch OL training. They're going to have a quarterback that's going to contribute in his own way to running the football. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's running around all the time, but I do think he's going to be able to steal yards from from teams that aren't paying attention. And then, obviously, you mix in some of the wrinkles. I'm going to go over, what did you say, 225 or 227? 227, whatever I said, 227.8. Yeah, 228. We'll round up. Yeah. Right now it's... Uh, 53% say less, 47% say more. So it's pretty even well, right now on, the, on their uh, responses. I'm going to say more because they're going to be they're going to be better this year than they were a year ago. And I know they lose first, but I think they're going to be better this year than they were a year ago because they have a more full understanding of what this coaching staff is asking them to do. And I think that's going to be really important. I think a lot of folks under a lot of folks over calculate returning starters and underestimate 
time and system. And I think time and system means more, at least for me. Time and system yeah. means more, which means you have more plug-and-play pieces. Even if you have an injury, you're going to still be able to continue to move forward. I think 53% want to see more pass yards this oh. year. So maybe that's part maybe of the so. – because people love the – they love the long ball, Wes. Does it concern you at all, though, without Traylon Burks? You're going to have more teams maybe saying, you know what, we don't have that guy that's going to beat us. Safeties, more guys in the box to stop the running game? Well, yeah, but that's where Jane Hazelwood comes in, right? Maybe. Hopefully. Well. You think? And who else Who else have we not talked about? Who was a, who was a really good long ball threat for them last year? Stevens? Bryce Stevens? No. Seriously? Long ball threat? Yeah, the kid that caught, caught, was pretty adept at catching deep balls, a Florida State transfer. Oh. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, You're sleeping on him. That's the problem. I think he's a number one, though. Well, he he doesn't have to be. My thing is you want to load the box and let him go one-on-one and try You're to get, get loose, I'll take I'll take my chances yeah. there. With, with, who is it, Warren Thompson? Warren yes, Thompson, thank, thank you. you. Good job. Michael knows. I, li- and, and, and I like look, him. I mean, I, Hornsby's going to scare teams too. Yeah, I mean, true. if he's in the game, you you can't load the box, or he'll he'll run right past everybody. Right, and I don't I don't think that this is a team. And the the the, the demarcation that I want to make, and we listen, guys, we've done this for years now, right? Together, mm-hmm. I do not think that this team is anything like that LSU team that had Leonard Fournette and then didn't do anything else, and they just lived. They lived in the same space as Army, Navy, Air Force. Like they lived in that. That you know, you what I'm. The, all you could do was run. I think this is a team that's going to be capable through the air. But I do think that that capability through the air is going to allow Sam Pittman to lean on the thing that he really does like to do, which is run the football. Mm-hmm. No argument here. Yeah, they were a 200-200 team last year. I mean, pretty even. Yeah. I mean, rushed for two twenty-eight, but they also threw for over two hundred. Well, another thing is too, you know, Michael KJ surprised all of us. I think last year, in a good way, that he was even more efficient and you know took care of the ball uh, about as well as anybody could have anticipated last season. And there's no telling how much better he could be this year. I heard a stat this morning on the morning show, and it may not be accurate because it was our morning show, but <laughs> they said uh, this is the first time ever that Bryles, Coach Bryles, has had a quarterback for a second straight year as a uh, starter. That true. is crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of transition um, between players and also him moving around. That's the other part I don't think a lot of folks realize. This guy's moved a ton. So how much better can KJ Jefferson be if you know you're looking at him, Michael? He's got a lot of intangibles with the size. What where does he need to improve? What what makes him better and in turns makes Arkansas better this year? Decision making, um, and not decision making as in he throws a ton of interceptions. Decision making in terms of being quicker and more deliberate with the football and that's that comes with recognition of what the defense is doing or trying to do to you and then getting the ball out and I think that's again the beauty of being in a system a little bit longer is it allows you to get better at those little things like the Kenny Pickett he's not God's answer to the quarterback position but he played football college football long enough that he got really good at it because he understood where he could find his spots, and I think that's the thing that you're looking for with Jefferson is this idea that, oh, um, no, he's not, I don't know, I don't. he's not Andrew Luck, okay, great, fantastic, you're not, maybe you're not, you're not God's gift to being a, a being, playing quarterback, but you know what you can't, what, you, what you've done is played a ton of football, and when you play a lot of football, you figure out ways to get things done, and like, obviously the, the biggest 
Skinny Picket Flashpoint is the fake slide, but that, that comes from being aware and understanding what teams are doing and how things work. And I think Jefferson is in a, in a, in a position here where he's got a returning offensive coordinator, he's got a returning system, and he has the ability to, and yes, he loses his best receiver, but he also has another good, really good receiver coming in with a couple of other pieces that they like. The big key for him is going to be, where, how do I use my savvy? And it's quicker decision-making, and it's getting the ball out faster so that you let those guys take advantage of what the defense is trying to do to you. Your man, Traylon Burks, may have had a rough summer with the Titans, but looks like uh, training camp's going well. I, I'm seeing another interview on Twitter yeah. with him right now. What, what, what do you see as uh, Burks as a rookie with the Titans? Yeah, I um, I actually literally yesterday pulled up. Um, some I just I put in a little Twitter search bar. I put in Burks, and I was like, let's see what we got here. And there's just a, the Titans reporters, they love him apparently. Like they are – gushing over him in terms of his ability, but also the way that he is, handles sort of some of the media stuff. So I have, I think he's going to be fine. Like he's, I think he's going to, I think, I think this is a guy that's going to walk in and he'll probably end up being the leading receiver in, in year one, which is amazing. Wow. And then you look at him, you look at him next to the other receivers that they have. And you're like, Oh, he is a giant. <laughs> <laughs> That always helps, or so they tell me. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and listen, I, I know that I don't want to veer us off course. I know we're about to be to wrap up. But speaking of Giants, do you guys have any expectations for Darnell Washington from Georgia, a guy who's the same size as LeBron James and somehow only caught like ten or twelve passes a season ago? Is it's not a name that has come up on the air. Yeah, exactly. And that isn't doesn't that feel wrong? Sounds like it should. The way you're describing mm-hmm. him. Well, they should have be uh, loaded at tight end, right? They have they have Brock Bowers at tight end, but then they also have a guy who's six foot seven and weighs two hundred and sixty five pounds, mm. and can jump a thirty five a thirty six inch vertical. Oh. So maybe get him the football. <laughs> and what about idea. the uh, the LSU transfer that, that played at tight end? They moved him wide receiver. I thought Eric they moved Gilbert. him back to tight end. I still don't know what's going on with him. If we're being that was quite weird. honest. It's, yeah. This season, it's with between the portal and um, family issues or eligibility or whatever. I don't know who is. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. So, still don't know if Eric Gilbert is going to even play for them because he wasn't even on campus a season ago, and we thought he was going to be maybe a revolutionary player for them. Hmm. Well. There's a lot to be settled out, for sure, including who was your Razorback lifeguard. Michael, we will check in with you in a couple weeks, buddy. I appreciate the time. All right. See you guys. 1154. Going to wrap it up in this hour in a sec.